What up, everybody? It's your girl, Stacey St. John. Welcome back to the Olex Properties Podcast. Please don't forget, before we go ahead and talk about today's amazing episode, if you have a house that's filled with garbage, filled with cat pee, filled with cats, actively on fire right now, give me a call. I want to buy it. My whole team wants to buy it, and we want to renovate it. You call me at 516-526-0881. And don't forget about this beautiful podcast studio that we're in. It is. Right? If you need a podcast studio, you need someone to live produce it for you, live edit it, upload those videos to you. You hit up directlivestreams.com and you call your boy Rob Martin, okay? Now, it's great. It's a great setup. It's sick. It's really nice. But wait, you're here. I'm here. Guys, Douglas Elements, Matthew Algo. Algo? Algo. Algo. Sorry. No, you're very sorry. I'm really excited that you're here. I'm happy you're having me. Like, how we met was so funny because I know really nothing about you, your background and whatnot. And you just said, hey, I want you on the podcast. So I was like, for sure. Not even a question in my mind I was going to be on it. You know, uh, I'm big on vibes. I feel like sometimes I meet people and I'm like, yo, I like you. And let's go do something, you know. So I appreciate you accepting the invite. Of course, of course. So, you know, a lot of my viewers are younger than you. Some of my viewers are actually in high school um, because I I mentor some girls that are part of the Lehman High School Real Estate Club. Um, And I would love for you to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about you. So my name is Matthew Olgu. I'm 22 years old. I'm a real estate agent and mostly Queens, Brooklyn, and Manhattan. I do some parts in Long Island. I like Long Island a lot. I do Long some Island. Long Island. <laughs> uh, I'm also an appraiser, um, but I mostly focus on. Right now, it's half and half. Okay. But I love both. I just love the industry in general. The okay. industry is insane. But yeah, that's basically it. Where'd you um, grow up? I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in Brooklyn for basically my whole life. Uh, I actually lived in Florida for two years, and then we moved back to Brooklyn. Okay. And then now I'm in Queens right now. So what part of Brooklyn did you grow up in? Because it's going to tell a lot about you. A hundred percent. So I, I grew up in Brighton Beach, if you're familiar. Uh, of course. Yeah. Of course I know Brighton Beach. Are you 100%. kidding me? Yeah, yeah. been quite a few years in Brooklyn. But I'm more of a Bed-Stuy girl, got to say. And you're from Bed-Stuy, right? No. Actually, I'm originally from Patterson, New Jersey. So kind of same thing. Really? Yes. You're from New Jersey? Yes. You're a Jersey girl. I'm a Jersey When did you girl. move to Bed-Stuy? Uh, I never lived in Bed-Stuy. I worked in Bed-Stuy. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And I'm not going to name the company, but I spent a lot of years working for other real estate wholesalers, which is how I became one. So for those of you who are listening right now, Matthew and I don't know each other very well. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all, actually. Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) We're wrecking the place today. So we're going to get to know each other on this podcast, and we're going to kind of talk about what's the difference between, like, why you like Long Island, because I heard you say it on I, someone else's podcast. Mm-hmm. And what's, okay. what's the difference between Long Island and, and the boroughs? Like, tell me, what's the biggest thing that pops out in your mind when someone asks you that? The biggest thing when they—it's the lifestyle. It's the whole lifestyle. Mm. Like, in Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, your lifestyle is, like, everything is boom, 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 sure. boom. Like, it's—there's no time for anything. Everybody—nobody has any time. You know what I mean? Everybody's just rustling and bustling. Everybody's just going ahead. In Long Island, I feel like— it's more relaxed. It's just a different lifestyle. It's sure. people are it, like you get more space. You know, people are pretty much nice, or pretty nicer in <laughs> Long Island. I like I like to believe. You know what I mean? But <laughs> like like it, coming from Queens and Brooklyn, like people are more receptive and stuff like that. It's just a lifestyle, really. Yeah. That Long Island has that is so different from 
uh, Queens and Brooklyn. So when you sell a house in Brooklyn, like let's say okay. someone's like, I want to sell my house. I live on Madison Street, right? So like mm-hmm. Bushwick bedsty ish right? Yeah. What's the difference between that appointment and someone who's like, hi, I live in Wantaw. Can you come and sell my single family? Okay, so that that's a good that's a good question. But going back on that too, so I like the Long Island lifestyle, but I absolutely love selling real estate in Queens, Brooklyn, and Manhattan. That okay. is so fun to me. I, I I I love that. I love selling real estate out there. Like I wouldn't trade that for anything else. You know, I think so. It, I think it depends where you know. Um, you know, I'm in the off market. I don't. Yeah. I'm not a realtor. Um, I don't sell retail stuff. All that stuff goes to my buddy Josh Handler. You 100%. know, but. You know, I always found it interesting how, like, you could buy a beautiful cast iron building with tons of history and stuff like that for $4 oh million, dollars, but, like, maybe walk outside and still buy crack right outside. <laughs> like, uh, it's insane. <laughs> it's, it's literally, it's true. It's very much true. So so talk about that a little bit. So, like, you're going to go on to an appointment on Madison Street versus an appointment on Main Street on Long Island. Like, what's the difference in how you're going to handle the appointment? So uh, there's a lot of factors that goes into that, like, how we're going to handle it and stuff like that, like— uh, if it's a a townhouse that has multiple units and whatnot, or if it's a single family home in Long Island, it's two different, two different, it's two different ball games. This one is most more likely gonna in Long Island. It's gonna be like a family. Sure, people are buying maybe a first time home buyer, something like that. That's looking to just get get more space, get a backyard. They want a barbecue. They're just buying a lifestyle, really. Sure, and um, people here, they're literally work living here just for the conveniency of everything right you know so it's two different you have you have, every situation is different i can't really like nail you on it cuz yeah. i have to like whoever's there you have to cater to their needs so they're uh maybe different they may be renting out the whole building they may be sure. living in one and then renting out the other three units right There's a lot so, of house hacking in the boroughs right a lot exactly yeah. so it's it's very much depends it very much depends on every situation so i find that the homeowners are very different in the off market from at least from my perspective. Yeah. And, you know, maybe retail is exactly the same. But, um, you know, when I did cold calls trying to call people like, yo, you're in foreclosure. I want to buy your house uh-huh. in the boroughs. It's like, what's your offer? What's your offer? What's your offer? Hurry, hurry, hurry. Exactly. I don't have time to talk. Exactly. They don't have time for nothing. They don't have time for you. You're already wasting their time trying to give them money. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. In Long Island, when you call people, they're like, oh, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. Oh, I'm not in foreclosure. What are you talking about? There's like a, almost like a facade that you have to get through. Do you find oh, wow. that same thing in retail almost? Uh, I would say actually in a way, yeah. So when you're, say when you're cold calling sure. and stuff like that, um, people will say, um, I'm not ready to sell mm. yet or something like that. And then that's when you said, hey, okay. So then, uh, you just have to break that facade, like you said. Sure. So you have to get past the objections. Like, right. oh, I have a, I have somebody, I'm, I think I might sell in two months and maybe in six months, but I don't want to sell right now. All right, it's like that. Or like, I want to sell now, but I have somebody who's in the industry already. I may mm-hmm. I may list with them. Right. So you do have to break a facade in in retail as well. It's similar to uh, your off market deals. You know, but you're you're speaking my language right now. I hear you're making cold calls, and I hear the word objection and stuff like that. Are uh-huh. you on the phone all week long? Uh so actually, my most of my most of my business, I actually don't cold call as much as I would like. But I'm a big door knocker. Ah, uh, I door knock like crazy. That that that's my main. So my main thing that I do is literally open houses and door knock, door knocking. So when you door knock, are you delivering flyers also, or you're trying to make personal connections only? So, uh, 
both. Okay. So uh, the way I door knock, uh, I go there. The way, Where I start the co- conversation is with a flyer as an excuse. Mm-hmm. So like saying, hey, oh, I'm just inviting you to my uh, to an open house or something. I just listed something. Just, just an excuse because I don't want to just... Cold, like coldly knock the door and say, "Hey, I'm a local realtor." Blah blah blah. I'm here. Yeah. Exactly. So I give them a reason. I give them an excuse. I say, "Hey, I'm just inviting everybody in the neighborhood to my open house." And that's when I start like doing my pitch. Oh, how long have you lived there? Oh, I love your grass. I love X Y Z. I love your flowers. And then you start making a personal connection with them. And the whole thing is, is that you have to be, you have to become so personal with them sure. and make like just be so loving to them, so they'll like reciprocate it back to you and like break the the barrier is going to go down. I went door knocking and people invited me to their houses for, I, I went door knocking one time. Somebody invited to my house for like two hours. That's amazing. It, it was insane. It was insane. You know, I think that that's a huge part that I think a lot of people miss. Um, you actually have to care about these people. Yeah. And you can't really fake it. Like You can't. Right? Because... When some when a total stranger asks you, "Hey, how are you?" It, like it's almost disingenuous off the bat because we don't know each other. Like, how could you care exactly. how I am, right? Exactly. But when you're trying to buy somebody's home, I think a lot of people miss that part where it's like you have to actively listen, and then you have to give a shit about the thing that these people are saying, even if they're. We had somebody recently; she just wanted to sit on the phone and talk about how her 22 year old cat was in hospice. Oh my god! First of all, I didn't know there were hospice for cats. Okay. <laughs> That's a, that's a new thing. Um, but she just, like, needed to talk to somebody about how sad she was about selling her house and the cat that lived in the house the whole time <laughs> was in hospice. But, I like, we felt bad for her. So for we sure. spent time on the phone with her listening. Um, and I get that from you. It was just part, part of why I wanted to invite you on the show because oh, wow. you're extremely pro- approachable. I like I, – I, like, I love that you even said that because that, I really want to be approachable. It's like – for me, like, so there was like a switch to happen. Like, I think it goes deeper t- than the everything because you can't wake up one day or you can't just fake it. Like, you can't just fake loving everybody. No, you know what you I can't. mean? So there was something that happened in my life, like, and then I, like, it, like a switch happened. Sure. I was like, oh my God, like, why am I upset? Like, like, there's no reason to not just share love to everybody and just be open to everybody. And then once that clicks to you, once you start being open to everybody and want to like talk to people, want to help people, want to generally help people without getting anything in return, that's when things started getting drawn to you. And then that's when things, that's when like your businesses start going, oh my God. It's like you start helping people and then things just gets attracted to you. And you have to be open to everybody. Like you do. be open to everybody. But the thing is, you can't really teach that. That really, that has to literally come within you. Like, you have to grow into it. Something has to click into you. It's literally so hard to teach that. I really, to come from a genuine place, it's, you can't teach that. You can't. And I think a lot of people have it, but they mm-hmm. have, like, protection yeah. in front of it. Um, the first episode we did this season, I had Eric Braun on, and we talked about the internet and about showing yourself and being, isn't he the best? Shout Great out guy. Eric Braun. Yeah, he right? he's a good guy. You better go to brewery, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could go to brewery, actually. <laughs> I'm like promoting other people's events. Shout out to brewery, buy tickets. For so sure. um, we talked about how important it is to be vulnerable on the internet and oh, with yeah. people. You know, um, because first of all, like, you want people to see you, you know, but... You know, the world's just opening back up now. So for the whole last year plus, we've all had to stare at each other on screens, right? Like, how do you make a personal connection through the screen? 
And I'm segueing into you being like a fucking TikTok star. <laughs> okay. Like you, how many followers do you have on TikTok it's now? It's not even that much. It's 30, oh, shut up. Like about 27K. Yo, that's a lot. It is a lot. It, that's a okay. lot. It needs to be more. It needs to get. Yo, you're so, humble. Yeah. Yo, it's a lot. Why TikTok though? Because I'm okay. I'm a straight grandma. Okay. So you got to teach me. Why TikTok? Okay. So TikTok, it was like, so it, this was during COVID and whatnot. So uh, I had to find, so I just had to find a way so you couldn't do open houses, you couldn't mm-hmm. do certain things because of COVID. So I was like, okay, so how are you going to, so say you get, a, somebody wants to sell their house, how are you going to market it to that? Like, shoot it out to people. Sure. Only way it was on their phones because everybody, every, and anybody was on their phones sure. during COVID. So it was like, they're on Instagram, TikTok started getting hot. So mm-hmm. I was like, why not? You sure. know what I mean? It's like, start posting videos, whatever videos I took of the property, I posted on TikTok, and then it just exploded. You know what I mean? And the thing is with social media, you have to be your true, like, to get people to actually, to gain an audience and stuff like that, you have to be your true self. Like, and honestly, I wasn't doing it to get leads. I wasn't trying to build my social media to get leads. I was just trying to make myself as popular as I possibly can. And then once you do that... That's when the lead starts coming in. Well, it's true. It's because a lot of marketing is, you know, people have to know who you are. You know, I can't remember who said exactly. it. I, was, I just recently read a book. God forgive me. I'm going to give credit <laughs> when I remember. But they said, you know, like you can't, you, you shouldn't be spending your time trying to convince people that don't want to sell to sell. You need to make sure that everybody in the whole world who already wants to sell knows who you are. Exactly. Right. That's the whole idea is like you just hit them like Matthew real estate. Oh, next. They they see the video for two seconds. Okay, good. They're gonna see another video. Matthew real estate. Matthew real estate. Oh, yeah. properties. Right. You know what I mean? The stuff like that. So like what I used to do is, you know, um Mike Totino, shout out safety first, home huh. inspections. I love to shout out my friend. Hundred percent. Um he told me he was like, You gotta start going to open houses. And I was like, Why am I gonna do that? I'm not a realtor. Okay. Uh, you know, but then I started remembering like the wholesale communities on Long Island is not the way it is in the boroughs. Like, it's very hush-hush here. People are very quiet about doing wholesales. People think it's kind of scuzzy. Mm-hmm. So they don't advertise the way that I do. You know, people in other states advertise wholesales all over sure. social media. They actually do. Huge wholesales yeah. in other states. But on Long Island, it's a little bit more low-key. So I started going to open houses, passing out a card. If you ever see a vacant house, ever get an off-market property, please remember Whatever me. it takes. A couple of months later, people like started to remember, oh, let me call that Olex girl. Like they couldn't remember my name, but they remembered the name of the business on the card I handed them. Oh, wow. You know, so I think that, you know, that the omnipresence, like everyone just like uh, House Matthew, House Matthew, like it's they have to hear your name over and over and over again. You got to hit them, got to consistently hit them and just it's bad and added. It's like you have to be consistent with everything that you do. So if you do this, you can't stop. Like you do it for three weeks and then stop another three weeks. No, yeah, you, you have can't. to literally bash at them day after day after day after day after day. You know what I mean? And you're, you know, your whole TikTok, now that you said that, does kind of have a uniform look. Yes. You do keep it like very tailored to be certain colors for a sure. certain way. I, I'm 100%. sure there's a strategy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a clear strategy to my, what I do on TikTok. So I make it bright. I, it's like you have to just get their attention for people are not going to look at your videos for more than seven seconds. No. So what I really do. So I seen. So I knew. OK. People were posting on social media and whatnot uh, on in the real estate industry. They were just doing cookie cutter stuff. Yeah. They were just placing. Oh, open house. 
12 to 2, come join me. Right, come like, see my house. Like, yeah. It was just a picture, like just a picture of the open house, 12 to 2. What is that going to do? That's not going to do anything at all. Not even during COVID. Not even during COVID. It's not going to do anything during COVID, before COVID, after COVID. It's n- that's not going to do anything. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I like music. I like dressing the way I want. And, you know, and my whole idea is be yourself. So, mm-hmm. and talk is like, be, just be your genuine self. So I dress how I want. I put the music, what, what I want in between it. And the thing is, it's like, okay, so how am I going to get their attention? So people love music, you know, and people are scared to put the music that they like behind their music, uh, behind their 100%, videos. Yes. They're scared to see what people might think. I'm like, oh, okay. So everybody in the world lists, like, we like this music. It's a, we really like it. And if they hear it, it resonates with, them. oh, I really like this song. Or if I put a throwback. And they're like, oh, I remember this song. It gets me, yeah. gets them started. Well, you dancing. only choose very happy sounding music at all times. You and that's the music that I like too. So yeah. it's very happy music. It's like whatever I take in. So like I, I post a happy music. It's like what I put out there is like how I really feel. Like I think that's, that's really important to be yourself. You know, I um have to. No I know nothing about marketing. Okay, I've never studied marketing. Nobody's <laughs> ever taught me anything about marketing. Um, I marketing is a newer part of my skill set. Um and. When I started Olex, I started taking an online marketing class and they okay. started talking about like, what is your unique selling point? And mm. one teacher was like, fuck that. Nobody is you. There is literally nobody else in this world that is you. You are already the unique selling point. That's golden. Right? That's golden. That's that's all it is. That That's literally all it is. It's finding, being comfortable in your own skin and then whatever your niche is, whatever your industry is, just... Be yourself, blend it together. Blend it together and let everybody see, you know? And who cares what somebody says? Like, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It really does not. Like, start posting, who cares? Like, Those negative people weren't going to be your clients anyway. Who cares? I don't even want them. As, like, you know, you don't even want them as your clients. But you want them to look at your video, though. So the more views it gets, that keep looking. They're going to consistent. And the people that don't like you, they're going to always look at your videos, too. 100%. Like, you always. ever notice that, like, if you post something... In the posts and in the stories at the same time, you could get like, I don't know, let's call it like 50, 60 likes on the post, but you got like 900 views on the story. Like, 100%. y'all are haters. 100%. Like, <laughs> Listen, I want that. Keep looking at my Yeah, you stuff. looking you know, at me Don't anyway. even like it. Just look at it. That's all I want you to do. Just keep looking at it. Just That's it. I yeah. just want you to see it. I, I just want to hit you like multiple times. That's yeah, it. I, uh, I do like to... I like to tease people on the internet a little bit. Like, you'll see me every now and then. Like, I see you seeing this. Like, uh-huh. I, I like to kind of, like, tease all the old haters because gotcha. everybody has, like, a group of haters that they kind of left behind in their business venture, For right? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, like, I'm super impressed by, like, how young and how successful you are already. I don't even feel like I'm successful. No, but that's, <laughs> like, you're so humble. Like, but... What made, other than wanting to dress the way you want and like listen to the music and whatever, do stuff on the internet, like why real estate? Why real estate? It was so funny because I just liked, like it was something where the way I got into the business was funny. It was, okay, so my brother had a friend who was an agent. He was like, hey, come help me at open house. So I I went there. I started giving out flyers, telling people to sign in. And then I literally fell in love with it. It was like I could talk to anybody. I'm talking to these people like like I'm their friends and stuff like that. It was like, oh my God, I could literally be myself while doing a job, while making money. It's amazing. You know? I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Like it was, that's it. And then now I actually like 
seeing like different types of houses, the architects, the different designs. Like I fell in love with the the art part of it, and I fell in love with the people part of it. And it's like I don't even feel like I'm working at all. That's amazing. And I work all like I I do appraisals in real estate. And like I don't even feel like I'm working because I don't really go home to anything. Really, it's literally like I don't have a girlfriend and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's like I give all my time into real estate. So that's why inside the two years is looks like it's it, it blew up a little bit. Well, because your focus is on the path. It's not exactly. here, here, and here, and a little bit on the path. You know, your focus is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I had a very bumpy road getting into real estate, and it was like so kind of a get in? super huge accident, actually. Um, I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. Um, I grew up Jewish, doctors, lawyers in the family. You got to be a doctor or a lawyer, okay? <laughs> Fine. Um, I didn't make it, okay? <laughs> I didn't make it that far. So um, I was a bill collector through college. I spent 13 years cold calling people to pay their bills. And then I transitioned into being a paralegal, which I didn't really realize it was going to help me at the time, but I started working for a firm that uh, conducted foreclosures. So from title report to auction, um, a lawyer taught me the whole process and I did all of the paperwork and I helped people with short sales and loan mods, but on the bank side. Okay. So one day I get a call from a legal recruiter while I was there. I was actually nine months pregnant with my first kid. And he was like, hey, I got a new job for you. And, you know, I'm sitting there like this. I'm like, what? Like, you know, like super, like, how am I going to start a job right now? But I took it anyway. And it was with a company that I'm not going to name that isn't around anymore um, on Queens Boulevard in Forest Hills. Oh, nice. Um, And they were like, it's a real estate wholesale firm. They're trying to open a legal department. And within... Six weeks, they were calling me the legal department manager. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, I was just like, I, I don't know. That's like, I'm, I'm just. I don't waiting. know, but I'll figure it out. I don't know. I'll figure it out. So, like, That's I'm it. super resourceful. There's like a ton of stuff I have no idea how to do. But I feel like a lot of times, if I know somebody who knows how to do the thing, at least I can connect, right? 100%. 100%. Um, so, I took the job. I knew how to do enough where all of a sudden I was like starting to help them source properties through legal distress. Like finding houses that were in foreclosure, tax defaults, and then helping them resolve it. I don't even understand how like the pieces came together. But all of a sudden I was like, wait, I think I'm doing a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. Right? You know, so. I think I'm doing a thing. Right? So one of the partners opened up a like an offshoot of that company and moved to Bed-Stuy. And I went with them. Okay. And I ran their legal department. And then I became like a a salesperson. And um, COVID changed a lot of things. Um, You know, God bless, I came to a point, but you ever hear people say there's too many bosses in the room? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Too much cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not like I was a boss, but I had definitely outgrown the place. Makes sense. Makes total sense. And he actually said to me, he was like, I don't need another boss in the room. I was Mm. like, all right, well, I'm going to go home. (laughs) You know? And I opened Olex and I took every dollar I ever had in my whole life and I bought the red house. The Red House. The Red House. Hashtag the Red House. If you ever see it. uh, So the Red House, um, you're going to have to look back on my social media now. But um, So my family and I bought a house that had a very bad reputation on the block that I live on. Okay. So. um, After the house sells, maybe I'll publicly talk about the reputation. But we're still in the construction phase right now. Gotcha. So, um, you know, I bought the house and immediately... 
bad things start, not terrible, but I immediately made mistakes. Like from okay. the first day I made the deposit, it was like I made a mistake, 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 mistake. And that's totally fine, though. Like, I feel like you have to make mistakes. You have to. You have to. You have to fail. Like, be okay with failing. Like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's okay. You you have to fail to know what to do the next time and stuff like that. It's just experience. You need to get the most experience as possible. So the more experience, oh, so you know how to tackle it when it comes to five years down the line, two years down the line. That's it. It's being okay, and you have to be okay with failing. You so have that's to. where that's when you break the break that wall and get through. Not only that, but I think you need to see opportunity in failure. Oh yeah, right. Because yeah, people don't sure. talk about that enough. How like things can go bad, and maybe it could turn out to be better than you thought. So like originally, I'm like, I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to renovate it as a one story. It's going to be great. Turns out there's crazy problems with the house, huh. and I have to demolish part of it. Okay. Oh man. So now I'm building. God bless 2,800 square feet of fancy farmhouse. Nice. Shout out to Josh Handler, who's going to sell the oh shit out God, of that thing. Nice. Um, but it was never the plan to begin with. Things wound up being really wrong with the house. But as soon as things started to go wrong, I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to open an Olex property social media page, and I'm going to show everybody. That's I'm going to show everybody every financial, physical, design mistake, partner mistake. I'm going to show everybody everything. I'm going to show everybody the hardships I'm having with my family and I doing this together. And... All of a sudden, everyone was just like, where did you come from? It's like amazing how fast things can happen on the damn internet. A hundred percent. I love it. I love it. You are 22. You've been around for two years. And I feel like you got shot out of a cannon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even feel – I I feel like there's so much – like I don't feel like I hit anything that I wanted to – like I didn't accomplish anything that I really wanted to accomplish. Yeah, I sold a a, a, a lot of homes. How many? Tell us, Avi. How many? Uh, let's see. Hit us with a number. I did a lot of rentals too. Do you want – I can't really – I think I sold – so my first year I sold one house. Okay. My second year – so it's two years in June. So I literally just hit two years. Sold, I believe, 17 homes. God bless. In second year. In your second year. Second year. And I did about 11 rentals. Beautiful. Yeah. In my second year too. I, so I, I, so it was on my first year, it was only one deal. Only one deal. And then afterwards, it was the, uh, it was those sales and then these 11 rentals. Have you been doing the appraisals all, uh, equally as long or exactly. longer? Exactly. So I've been doing appraisals for about a year now too. Okay. Is it a separate company? It's a separate company. So the appraisals is totally different from everything else. So it's uh, this lady who owns uh, – I love her a lot. I love her. Lizzie, shout out to Lizzie. I love her a lot. Uh, she brought me she – met, she met me. She didn't even meet me. She met me uh, – she talked to me over the phone. It was so crazy. And then she was like – then she started liking me and stuff like that. And then she gave me a shot. And then she was like, hey, go get your appraisal license. And then oh. I love doing appraisals. It was like that one is like there's no emotion to it at all. You go in, you go out, and you go see crazy properties. Yeah, but people hate you though, don't they? People do hate you. Yeah. People do hate you, but it's okay. It's like it, it, you're in, you're out, and it's good money. You know what I mean? And I do appraisals like in the morning, and then I do my real estate afterwards and stuff like that. But I really like both ends. Like uh, I can't really choose which one I like better, but I like I love both a lot. It's funny that out of all days, today is the day I had you scheduled for the show because I don't know if you saw, but there was like a flood of appraiser jokes this morning. On the <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, it was. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> like people were really like, where's my report? Where's my report? You know, but like. <laughs> oh you, my God. Yeah. Right. But people like, I feel like you could be walking away from the house to your car and there's like, where's my report? Like, that, yo, they, I they, didn't they, even they, leave Every yet. single time, every single time I leave an inspection, 
everybody's like, oh, so when am I going to get my report? Every single time. I didn't even get in the car yet, bro. <laughs> I didn't even get in my car. I, 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 I didn't even put my, I, I didn't even finish taking the pictures. You're going to tell me when am I going to get the report? It's insane. And the thing is, right now, it's so crazy with the rates being so low. So it's like. Busy. So busy. It's so busy. And that's why I feel like in two years, I got, I've got so much experience because I got in when, I got doing appraisals when the rates were low and then we, appraisal just started a business started going crazy. So yeah. it's like all that experience in years got slammed together in like one year. It's a big deal you know? though because being busy is a blessing for experience, right? Yeah. Because, you know, let's talk pre-COVID. Let's say yeah. that you had started four years ago. You probably would have had a longer training period, if you will, because sure. the volume wasn't necessarily there the way it is now. For sure. Now it's like just bananas are falling from the sky. It's very <laughs> strange. Like Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. It's hard. It's in Long Island is like that. Like it's very tough. It's very tough. If you're an agent, it's very tough out there. If you're a listening agent, you're golden. Right. But if you're a buyer's agent, whatnot, you're it's tough. Like I seen it. And I see so I see that I I like, okay, Long Island could go to the side a little bit. That's why I focus in Queens, Brooklyn, and Manhattan. And in COVID, I started killing it there. Mm, that's know? very so interesting that's yeah. because at the very beginning of COVID, I was still with, you know, the former company. Mm -hmm. And we could not get an off-market deal through the door for months and months. Wow. Not Forget about, like, foreclosures and short sales because we understand the moratorium affects that stuff. But, like, yeah. even straight sales in the boroughs, people, y'all can't get me out. Exactly. Like, I'm not moving. Oh, I'm never yeah. leaving. It's got COVID's outside. Like, For sure. And But you're kind of saying that, like, you, you've been living it up in the boroughs. Well, because you have to see the opportunity. It's like, okay, people are still going to – okay, so if – Hmm. There's lots of opportunity everywhere here in Long. So I saw it. So I I really saw it in Long Island. Like it was hard. Like everybody was moving out from from the boroughs sure. out there. So they're living in a place. Right. They they own a home. They own a home and whatnot. And people who who always wanted to buy a house in Brooklyn, they wanted to buy a house somewhere. They saw major opportunities because the price was. It, it was a good price. They got sure. a good deal out of it. So I was like, okay, so let me, f I need to find these people. I need to find these people and just help them out. Sure. And then I just started doing that during COVID. And then it just, it was the best decision I made. So we've had a very interesting experience where people have reached out to us concerning my, you know, like my house isn't even done yet. And they're like, my buyer cannot lose out on another house. What do I have to give that's you? Insane. Like, what do you mean? That's what do you insane. have? Give me that's your house. I want your house. Like, that's insane. That's insane to me. It's crazy. And you're talking about Long Island, right? Yeah, it's, oh it's in Wontog. Oh, my God. That's so sick. There's like no inventory in the town I live in. In Wontog, yeah. Yeah. You live yeah. in Wontog. How long? Wontog, you? yeah. Huh? I live there since 1994 oh in the God. same house. Question for you. Ask me. What do you like better, the boroughs or Long Island? For, I like it for different things. Okay. Um, I like single family out here. For single sure. families like the best. For sure. I, I like multifamily in the boroughs because it's it's more compact and there's less to deal with. Like for me, a multifamily out here, it's like you got grass, you got this, you got that. Like I have a five family in Bushwick. Nice. On, uh, really? Actually, I'm not even going to say the street. Yeah. Um, I think I told you because you're going to sell it for me one day. I will. <laughs> um <laughs> But I have a five family in Bushwick and it's like the people are so thankful to have like a safe place on this particular block to nice. live. And I like that it's like one little narrow building, five railroad style apartments and not it's not super modern or super spacious, but I got five happy 
families and they're all in there. You know, Um, on Long Island, multifamily is... On the pond. You know, your neighbors could hate you. (laughs) The neighbors, like I have a single family rental right now. And for some reason, like the people always have a different couch on their front lawn. Uh And all of the neighbors surrounding, they're so nosy. It's like they call me. They're Uh, like, the couch is out there. But Brooklyn people don't care about that stuff. Uh, They don't. They they go about their business. Do you think they even notice the couch that's on (laughs) on the sidewalk? (laughs) They they go about their business. Everybody just goes about. And I, I don't know. For me, it's like selling real estate out there. It's so sexy to me. I like selling real estate out there. Um, People don't think it is, but I feel like it is. Like, I really, truly feel like it is. So, I feel like parts of it are sexy. Agreed. But I feel like the characters are different. Mm-hmm. Um, without offending anybody, I just feel like... Like we, saw, like we talked about before, like, you can meet with people on Long Island, whether they're investors, lenders, realtors, homeowners... And they speak to you with a certain slowness and kindness or or whatever. Mm -hmm. In Brooklyn, they're probably screaming in Hebrew on the phone to their partner not listening to you at all. Oh, not at all. (laughs) Okay. Okay. To even get business in the boroughs, it's so tough. Don't like – I'm saying I went into it and it was like, oh, it was easy. No, it wasn't easy at all. Everybody – they don't want to hear it, especially when you're young and you're in the city. It's so cutthroat. It's not even funny. If you're a new realtor, people will slander your name and stuff like that. Have you experienced yeah, that? Yeah, I experienced that in Queens specifically. 100%. They, oh, how did this kid get this listing? Blah, blah, blah. Don't trust them. This, that, that. I'm like, dude, I sold this house in like three days. What do you like? You know, it's, people it's don't weird. like competition. They don't like the competition. And the thing is, there is like the set realtors are set. You know what I mean? And people just don't go out of that set realtors those as realtors are already established and rightfully so because they already established sure. themselves but then my idea is okay so it's all these older realtors doing the old things doing things that doesn't work now sure you know so then they see a new face and then my idea is okay i need to be as so out there i have to be as professional as possible as knowledgeable as possible 10 times more than these realtors have to you know so it's like okay let me bring my young self i'm gonna start just being so personal, but I'm so comfortable with them, but also being professional and knowledgeable. So, and then after that, I could just give my best and then just hope and just, if they want to work with me, they work with me. But it's like, you have to go, it's like, instead of talking to 10, I have to talk to like 50. Yeah. You, you have know? to talk to 50. It's but you like, know, I do kind of like want to rewind for a second because so. I thought about it. You know, we talked about the difference between the boroughs and Long Island on season one of my show. And on the very first episode, I said, you know, I'm having culture shock coming out here. Not with, like, the homeowners because— Culture shock coming out to Long Island? Long Island. Okay. Even though I lived out here, working out here has been a different experience. Yeah. Because I feel like the people I work with are Uh so nice. They're so sweet. I love that. And they really care about me. I love that. And they really want, like, to rah-rah, sis-boom-ba with each (laughs) other and— in the I boroughs, that. I kind of felt like whoever I worked with, they were like, you know, I don't need you. I could find another one of it's you. It's 100% true. Right? 100% true. 100% true. That's why you have to, like, get the job done. It's, if they give you a chance, you have to get the job done. Because then if not, like, they're they're going to they they they're gonna want to cut your commission, not cancel the list and everything. And then they're just going to go with the other or just... It's it's so cutthroat. It's not even funny. It's it's so hard. It's so hard to survive out there. But if you're good out there, it's so rewardable. 
Yeah. You know? Well, let's talk about that. Since uh, since we're running over on our game time, we're gonna have really? to skip. We're gonna have to skip out on our game. Okay. But um, talk to me about your goals because you know, like rewards are great. Like commission checks are great. Mm. Obviously, we're all after zeros on on checks. For sure. But I'm sure that at 22 years old, you got some big fucking dreams. So tell us about them. So you know what's so funny? I do have some big dreams, but I never really like like. If you ask me, like, what's my five-year plan, I don't really have, like, a five-year plan. I just know exactly. So, so what you need to hard. do, no, 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 don't tell me that. You need to tonight when you leave here on okay. a piece of paper, you need, even if it's, like, small stuff, even if it's, like, clean out my closet, I feel like, and you know what you need to do? You need to go on Amazon and buy Atomic Habits. Okay. Because you're already, Atomic like, habits. such a successful, driven person. If you write down your goals, somehow it's like the universe takes care of it. There's like a certain psychology behind your brain seeing it written in your own handwriting on paper. It it will give you even more something to run towards. And then it's like it might as well be real. Like I'm going to own a brokerage. That shit might as well be real. You already do. <laughs> like 100%. you should write down those will. goals and visualize it. 100%. So I like I I know how – so, okay, so my goal is I, I know – I have an idea of how I'm going to live my life. Sure. You know, like how – what kind of life I would family and stuff like that. I have that big vision. I have a vision, not really goals, but I do want to own an appraisal company 100%. Okay. I want to own an appraisal company. I want to own, the, like, the biggest appraisal company, like, in – that we cover from – Manhattan to the uh, to the Hamptons. Sure. So I want to do that. Fuck that. All the way to Montauk. All the way to Montauk. All the way to Montauk. You're so right. <laughs> and uh, I want to be like the best agent in the boroughs. Like I want to be the best agent in Queens and in Brooklyn. 100%. And I do want to, if Ma if I could do Manhattan, that would be amazing. I would like, that would be, I'll be the most happiest person in the world. But in Queens and Brooklyn, I want to be like the most popular agent there. Popular. That that's like my number one goal. Like, okay, so if you ask me a goal, that's my goal. I want to be the biggest, the number one agent and the most known agent in around there. How many houses you want to sell in the next year? Can in the next year. So uh, when I got into my second year, I was like, okay, so I have to sell. Well, now, so it, this past January, I was like, I have to do two properties a month. I have to. Like, uh, twenty four is the number. Sure. Um, but I'm seeing that is very doable. So it's like, okay, so the goal is consistently two properties a month but after this year i want to do like 50 beautiful i want to hit 50 and it's just me so i want to do and also i want to actually have a team so i have like i have like it's not really i guess a vision no these are goals these okay are, these are goals okay so then it's Show like them. that yeah. so i want to also sell real estate in miami and in la yeah, Miami's exciting. Florida and LA, I do want to sell real estate out there, 100%. So it's like, I want to build a team. Like, when I get up to that level, I want to build a team where, hey, I could go to LA. I could sell real estate in LA, and I could sell real estate in um, Florida. And that's the reason why I actually joined Element, is because ah. it was a, like a reach that we have that, oh, I have people, I have a partner that has like referral partners from coming out from, hey, uh, I have somebody that's looking to sell their house in Selling their co-op in Manhattan. Can sure. you please help me out with that? I'm in Florida. I don't really, I, right, I don't know right. anything about it. You know, right. help them out. And that's that. So it was like, okay, so if you get you make connections in Florida and I make connections in LA, down the line, whenever I get up to that level, I want to build a team where I could have those set places and whatnot. But I'm not there yet. I no, need to. No, you're, you're moving there though. All right, I want to play a little bit of a okay, game. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's do, do a little bit of a game. For okay, sure. a little bit. 
Not really a game, but you're going to shoot off without thinking. I don't want you doing, <laughs> um, let me think. None of that. Okay. You got it. I'm going to ask you questions about your, about different stuff about Brooklyn. Okay, go. Okay. Ready? Favorite Italian food place. Ooh, favorite Italian food place. Uh, does pizza count? Pizza counts. Uh, LMB's. 100%. LMB's. Favorite, bre- fav- favorite breakfast spot. Breakfast spot. Uh... You know, I don't really buy food. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Most dangerous block you've ever sold a house on. Hmm. Can I say that? Okay. <laughs> Most dangerous block you can think of. Ha. Huh. That's what I can't give it off the top of my head, but I have some crazy stories though, but I can't think of it. Okay. Tell me the craziest thing in Brooklyn that has happened non-homeowner related, but during a house showing. In Brooklyn. Oh, in Brooklyn. Hey. Okay, so you want it to be dangerous? It could be anything you want. I just don't want to talk shit about homeowners. Okay, you got it. So, uh, oh, I got one. So this is actually an investment property. I'm going to show you the video afterwards. Okay. So we went into this house. uh, I was showing it. So I made, this was even during COVID too. So uh, it was, I just got this investment property. I had seven investors lined up to come see this house. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and it was from TikTok. I got wow. seven investors to come see this house. And walking in, one of the contracts, so there was no, the roof was like gone. Okay. It's a townhouse in Bed-Stuy. Okay. The roof was totally gone. Um, the the contractors went up to the second floor, right? And then he was walking in and he like fell two stories down. <gasps> he, 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 he was okay though, but he fell two stories down. I hope he, say, I hope he signed a hold harmless uh, before he went I, in. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but he got up. He was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm good. No worries, no worries, everybody. Are you going to buy this house, bro? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. You break it, you buy it. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I was like, investor, that's it. I was like, I told all the investors, you come in at your own risk. You wanted to bring your contractors, you want to see the property at your own risk. At your own risk. You should have been like, I told you it was a handyman special. 100%. Like, they should have saw, like, okay, there's no roof, there's barely any flooring, like, you know, don't go up to the second floor. But I don't yeah. want this episode to end. This is I've had a great time sitting here talking 100%, with you. 100%. Same here. So, listen, if someone wants to find you on the internet, where do they find you? Just Google my name. Google my name, every social media, Facebook, Instagram. Tell them how to TikTok. spell it. Go ahead. Matthew at, Ogu, at Matthew Ogu. Just my name. That's and it. you're with Douglas Salomon. And I'm with Douglas Salomon. If someone needs to buy a house from you, what's the phone number? 347-272-5443. Thank you so much for driving out here of and course. being on the show with me. My office is actually in Gordon City. Oh, shit. It's, it's right. It's two minutes away. Man, you home. <laughs> 100%. And listen, shout out one more time to Rob Martin. Thank you for so sure. much. Sick setup. Sick setup. Sick. You need a podcast studio, hit up directlivestreams.com. This has been yet again another episode 100%. of the Olex Properties Podcast. Thank you so much again. We are out, everybody. Have a good night.